0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Self-Evident Podcast. You got Massey, you got Mike. We're back in the house because we got some really good things we need to talk about, some, yep. some really interesting topics we need to discuss. And and guys, if you haven't, if you've been under a rock, you, you've not seen <laughs> uh, uh, that uh, one of our Supreme Court justices passed away yesterday, Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, passed away. Yeah. And uh, we wanted to address it because um, obviously this is a big Push right. They want President Trump to elect someone new uh, on the Supreme Court. Uh, That's that would probably be the best thing to do, right? As conservatives, Uh, we don't realize Ruth Bader Ginsburg was actually chosen within the same time frame by Bill Clinton. So it was kind of like this real quick appointment. You know what I mean? So obviously, you're going to get the liberal side that says we shouldn't do it. Honor her wishes, which is not in the Constitution. We don't just honor a person's wishes that they don't want someone appointed, right? Uh, But there's a lot to discuss with her real quick, and we want to address this before we get into the topic.
1: Yep. Go ahead. And one of the things that that people have been making an argument that you can't do this, this is unprecedented to shove somebody in this quick. We don't have enough time. Let me just assure you that there have been plenty of justices that have been nominated and have been confirmed in shorter time. There have been some who have been nominated and confirmed in zero days, same day. One day, two days, 17 days, 23 days, there's plenty of them. So you're going to have people coming out and saying, you can't do this, it's too soon. That's a smokescreen. It's happened plenty of times where they've done it in a shorter time. The other part of it is, look, back in 2016, Obama, Biden, Clinton all talked about how, hey, we need to do this. Mm -hmm. We need to do it right away before election. Just because it's an election doesn't matter. We need to do this. We need to get it done. And the Senate was Republican. So, of course, they they stalled it because they said, well, we don't want to deal with this. We don't want your pick. That's part of the politics of of our two-party system. Uh, But for Obama to come back and then say, well, we need to wait. That's not right for you to do this this quick. We need to wait until after the election. You're talking out both sides of your mouth. You really are. So I'm just – I want to stress, stop – Paying attention to the politics, it's the decision of the president and those in the Senate to determine when they're going to do 100%. a nomination. If they 100%. want to do it before the election, that's their prerogative. That's right. It was their prerogative in 2016, right? They they could choose to do that. So if there's that, and honestly— it's frustrating that this stuff gets politicized so <laughs> yeah. quickly.
0: yeah it's like yeah. us versus them instead of like hey let's focus on someone just passed away uh-huh. uh, immediately the, the left is like they're gonna politicize this. what are you doing as you're writing this? <laughs> you're politicizing the entire thing now there's some things that bother me about this whole thing yeah have have I prayed for Ruth Bader Ginsburg to get saved before the Lord Yes yeah. uh, do I believe hey it's tough when someone dies? Yes guys by the way, comment below where you're at where you are from love this video and share it with your friends we need to get this information out there as much as possible we we totally rely on your support so please make sure to share the video tell us where you're from hi cinda hey peggy uh so back to the point there's been a lot of christians that have posted about her i agree that we should say you know what we're praying for the family obviously right but there's these things that people are throwing out there i'm sorry guys to be the party no i'm not a party pooper let's tell the truth yeah she served faithfully no No. Not to the Constitution. Not to the Constitution, no. I'm sorry. And I'm not sorry. i got to quit saying that. I'm not sorry. She destroyed it. She didn't even follow the rule of law. The Supreme Court started making law from the bench, and she was one of them. Yeah. I'm sorry to say, no, she didn't serve faithfully. Guys, she supported murder in the womb. She supported same-sex marriage. She supports a lot of things, more things that we we even know that she was behind that were unconstitutional, stripping away states' rights, all these things. Like, literally— this person obviously would have supported something with gun uh, uh, gun control, right? She, they've made uh, mention of that. Yeah. So, did she serve faithfully? She served. It, she it, served for a long time, it, but faithfully. I'm sorry. She was she was faithful to the Constitution. Yeah, she was faithful
1: to her own prerogative. Her, I, I don't want to use the word agenda, but the, you know, because I don't know that she had an agenda on the bench. She had. A system of ideologies which she weighed everything against, and it was not the constitution that 's
0: where the problem comes in I, into play right? i I would say it was an agenda i really would I, and and here 's the reason because why did they elect elena Kagan sotomayor with the same type of agendas right now the people who elected her agenda
1: absolutely um this is good this is good no 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 yeah i just i always saw what her votes were were true to what she believed her vote should be i didn't necessarily see it as her being an activist on the bench Um, i know i I could understand why some people might see it that way Um, but i felt like most of her voting was because she believed this is what should take place in this
0: ruling okay yeah okay and and i guess i can concur with that but guys um there was a lot of things that were wrong absolutely Constitutionally, Absolutely. morally, ethically, to me, um, and then her whole platform too, voicing her opinion about women's rights—that somehow she was a champion of women's rights. That's true. Listen, there was a lot going yeah. on, and I'm not saying she wasn't. Hear me out on this. Hear me out on this. That she's not the only one that championed women's rights. And did it take a woman? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're yeah. you're, you're 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 doing the same thing you're accusing men of uh, becoming sexist. That oh my gosh, if if there was nine women justices, because nobody questions if they're all male, she said. But if there were 9, you know, that's when we've made progress. Guys, like what about the best person for the job? Like what yeah. about, you know what I mean? The one who upholds the constitution faithfully, right? And and you know, every feminist will come out and say we're wrong about what we're saying. That's fine. It doesn't matter to me. But what I'm saying is she did serve. She she did it for a long time, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then her last wish, one of her last wishes was don't don't appoint don't don't basically appoint someone before the election before the election which i'm
1: glad you brought that up because you know i i was just arguing she doesn't have an agenda but there man there's a tinge of that because when i read that that she had come out and said that her her last wish her last dying wish was don't elect anybody for my space before election that's That's crazy. crazy like if if that's true your last thought is about your job
0: wow i didn't
1: even think of that dude You're, it's not your last thought is about your family about what you've done through your lifetime for humanity it's not about your spiritual position it's not about anything else but right 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 don't let them win that's what i really got from that and and it concerned me that if that's true if that's the last dying wish like man that concerns me it's like don't yeah. let the other team win that's what I'm very concerned about right. being on my deathbed. Exactly. You
0: know? We want you to comment below on what you think of this issue and we wanna read yeah. that. We wanna hey, tell me. If you think I'm wrong, that's fine, right? That's totally cool. I have my I have my opinion. But the bottom line is it was unconstitutional a lot of these things that she did. Yes. Right. And and the bottom line is she did not value life. That's scary to me. How can you vote on law if you can't value life at the beginning of the womb? Guys, they're one step away from other things that can happen if you don't value life. That's the biggest one for me.
1: Which I want to be. I, I see people's minds turning on this. Well, how, how can you then support the death penalty? Oh, guess what? We're going to show you why. I'll say this But
0: anyways. Wh- why don't we start off with this? RBG. RBG. You know, that, that there's, there's more to it, too, than, than that. There's going to be a lot that comes out. You know, a lot of people champion her as a hero. I think if you're a feminist and you're, you're you know, in, in the flesh. Of course you're gonna champion her as a hero. Of yeah. course you're gonna say she did things that advanced a cause that you believe in, right? My only question is was it biblical and constitutional? If it wasn't, yeah. To me it's null and void because that's what our country was founded on. It's the basis of everything. So that's that's my two bits.
1: Yeah. And and like you had said, that that you had actually prayed for her i did um, i did too hillary
0: clinton as well you can yeah. think i'm crazy but seriously i do we're we're supposed to pray yeah for dude. our
1: enemies we're supposed to love our enemies and i honestly would pray for her when i think about her because especially when the whole cancer thing came out i was like she doesn't have long no so this dude, isn't gonna last no. long and and no way when i start thinking about that especially people in positions of power and authority and people in positions of, of Fame, wealth, all of that, where they, they've they they're getting insulated from the sufferings and rigors of life yep. to where life becomes very comfortable, very controlled in their own atmosphere. Yep. It's like that's that's an even scarier position to be right. in than somebody who's facing the sufferings of life full force. Because, exactly. Because they're they're brought away from their spiritual position, hundred percent. And so when I would pray for it, it was just like, man, like, I I really am concerned about those people who they're in positions like that, and then they die, and all of a sudden, man, it's it's game over. It's there is no more going back they've made their decision on
0: what eternity is going to be for them. 100%. And
1: that is a very sobering thought if somebody
0: hasn't accepted Christ. Right. And yeah. so, someone just wrote, a uh, Peggy wrote, you know, then she can't be in heaven. She didn't accept Jesus. Look, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that. Not. Yeah. You know, like the death, the deathbed has a lot to do with people's salvation, man. I'll tell you what. And so my only thing is to honor what she did would be tough for me yeah. as a Christian to say, oh, she did it faithfully. I'm sorry. To the Constitution— to, to to state's rights? No. You didn't. You and and you know people say good behavior is how uh you know you can't you can't be removed from office unless for good behavior. What if you're lying? Are you? what if you're not upholding the oath to the constitution? That's bad behavior, dude. You didn't even follow your oath, right? That's my fair. two cents. That's, that's where I'm fair. at with it. Please comment below if you disagree. That's totally fine. I'll read the comment here and uh we will uh we won't debate you. We'll just talk it through. Yeah. I don't like debates. I just like talking. I like going to coffee and you know do, doing our thing so there was another thing too, President Trump's reaction. We don't have a video, it didn't upload. But President mm-hmm. Trump's, Trump's reaction. The reason why we're bringing this up is because when you're caught off guard, you really see what the man's about. Absolutely. Right? And, you know, it, it was pretty genuine, actually. Like when you see his face, he was like, Really? Like she she died? And go ahead and explain yeah,
1: it. Yeah. And, and I really Probably. encourage you guys to check this video out. It's like 50 seconds. Um, it's a C SPAN video. And what you'll find, and what hit me about it was what you find is there is this genuine reaction to the news. And he immediately... He talks about, look, she was an amazing woman who led an amazing life. He he, he gives an honor to her. And he walks away before any more questions can be asked. And you can tell he, he's trying to separate himself from the situation because there's just nothing in him that wants to be political about it. And also... I don't see anything where he's celebrating the idea, where he's happy about the idea, where you know he's he's passing. You know, oh, she's dead. Yeah, and so I really encourage you to actually check that video out because I think a lot of times what happens is he gets he gets castigated as just this absolutely callous, insensitive person. Totally. Now he has very thin skin, <laughs> and if you attack him, he attacks back. Which which uh, would happen? Which which would happen? But he has a sympathy that I don't think gets relayed to people enough. Um, and there's plenty of stories about his charity totally. and his sympathy towards other people and his care and his concern. And a lot of people who, you know, their their son or daughter died overseas and or even several of these, these shooting events, he calls up the family. And what the family comes away with is like, this guy's really genuine. And and he actually cared about talking to me. It wasn't just he he had to, he was obligated to. So I just say that to encourage you, especially if you don't like Trump. I'm not trying to win your heart of like, hey, he's the greatest man ever, so now you love him, but just give some humanity the man to the man where it's due because totally. he showed totally a, a, that, a caring there human is a caring heart, side. Dude you know? and, and
0: people, yeah, like you said, villainize the dude and bottom line is, you know, it's like uh how do you react to something like that? Especially, you know, he's the guy that's all like fake news and attacks and all these things, you know. Yeah. But, 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 you know, again, you know, let's let's get real here. You know, I want to honor people and give honor to whom honor. And I pray that the next guy that gets put in there or girl and there's a lot of good conservative women too, too. Yeah. Look, it didn't matter to me if it's a guy or a girl. As long as they follow the law. Yeah. I don't care. What do I care? You know, it's it's the judgment that I'm after. Are they sound? Yeah. Right? And Jethro said that to Moses his father-in-law, men who hate covetousness, who love righteousness, who hate iniquity. Those, the ones that you choose to judge and rule over the nation. That's what I'm about. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so that's, that's in uh, Exodus 18. So uh, again, I, we encourage you to check that out. Guys, get, again, go to truth.com to find out more about who we are. 1776truthstore.com as well. You guys can check that out. Now let's move on to the meat and potatoes. Here we go. Let's move on to the meat and potatoes. Here we got Because go. uh, we got, we, we were talking about capital punishment, there's a reason we're talking about capital punishment. Why
1: are we talking about capital well, punishment?
0: Well, you know, there's a there's there's this thing that happened in California about pedophilia. I know I'm jumping in. No, go for feet it. Feet first. Go for it. Do it. But you saw a lot of posts of like, man, kill them. You know, like all this other stuff, and people were like, yeah, they should die. They should die, and all this stuff. You have one side of the Christian realm that says yes, they should die because of what they do, right? You have the other side that says, wait a minute, why are we wishing that someone dies? Should we yeah. wish for their repentance? And, uh, you know, there's this juggle act of, of what Scripture talks about with this issue. And and so we're going to hit it from several different angles. i got to say to you guys, even in my heart, I'm like, boy, it's really hard to say that the death penalty should uh-huh. exist, even though I know it's in Scripture, even though it's constitutional to, you know, and people refer to the things like cruel, and unusual, unusual punishments. But if you knew what that meant back then— it was terrible what they did to, 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 to people who they yeah. punished. It was crazy, like put their head on the road and run over it with a wagon type of punishment. Yeah. Actually, written but, in the English charters, so they were saying we want to get rid of those things, right?
1: Crushing one of the one of the examples, uh, especially in the the witch trials, the Salem witch trials, mm. crushing a person rock by rock, right? right. Putting yeah. putting them between two things and. Rock by rock just crushing them, to Crush death. them. Yeah,
0: that's that's cruel. Yeah, dude And it's like you you're savoring the death. Yeah, you're savoring it and, and, and that's bloodthirsty that at that point You've removed all consciousness right now. It's a little different when there's justice or the justice system that does that. So we're going to go through scripture by scripture. Now, comment below what you guys think about it. What do no. you guys think about the death penalty? What do you think about capital punishment for or against? Let us know. And you and I were talking
1: before we started this, and both of us said, man, we we really – we struggled with it. So I don't want you to think that we're coming into this just guns Willy blazing nilly. saying – yeah, death penalty, love it, you know, n- never changed our mind, never thought. Second, both of us really kind of <laughs> yeah. struggled with this we and, and I worked admit. through it because I was I was driving the last couple of days thinking about the topic going, there is an argument to be made for the Christian to say, I believe in forgiveness and mercy and grace. Now, in our argument, we're going to show why that doesn't necessarily negate capital punishment, but it is something for a Christian to sit back and say, I'm going to be tempered about wishing capital punishment on an evildoer. Truth. Truth. And I think that's something that we have to be careful of is we as Christians, not just going guns blazing, saying kill them all, um, but really understanding what it means to put somebody to death for as a consequence for their actions.
0: Right. Um, so we talked about the pedophilia thing lately. Uh, you know, we we talked about Christians are supposed to uphold grace and forgiveness. The old covenant and law has been done away with. That's come some of these arguments that have yep. come up, you know, and that it's not Christ like to want someone's death. Okay, I agree. You know, that's not yeah. to want their death is like, ooh, I think you're crossing the line. Now, how do you say that to a father whose daughter gets murdered in cold blood and We've seen several cases yeah. like this, actually many cases, where a man rapes a guy's daughter, you know, and kills her, all these things. And how do you tell him, I need justice for my daughter? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how do you tell him, no, that's wrong? You know what I mean? And so, whether forgiveness happens or not, weigh this out in your heart, because you're thinking one-dimensionally. You're saying, well, we shouldn't wish that, but what if that was you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, is that emotional? I don't know. Let's talk about it. Yeah. You
1: know? We'll try to avoid bringing up heinous examples because everybody does it. Yeah, we'll get caught in in the specific examples when what we really want to do is put out a good logical argument. So we're we're not going to bring up, you know, crazy, wild stuff and say, see, don't you feel this person deserves the death penalty? Uh, There's a there is something to be said for this whole idea of we are to uphold grace and forgiveness. Um, but there is also a level of justice that has to happen and let's go ahead and go to slide two. And this really kind of weighs out justice. So Genesis nine, six, this will get used as an argument, both for, and against, um, There are a lot of people who who are against the death penalty that say 9-6 is used out of context. I haven't been able to find a good argument as to why.
0: It's out of context.
1: Why it's out of context. The only thing I can find is somebody says, it's out of context. People are just using it out of context. And then they move on to their next point. So I'm going to show you what the context of 9-6 actually is. So we've got 9-6. Noah gets off the boat. God is telling Noah, okay, you can eat animals now. You are allowed to kill animals and eat them. And we pick it up at six or at five. Only you shall not eat flesh with its life. That is its blood. Okay. You have to drain the blood, which is retained in the New Testament. When, when the apostles are writing the letter to the churches, the Gentile churches, they basically say, look, there's three things you got to abstain from. Sexual immorality. Uh, meat with blood in it, or or, I think the third one, strangled animals or, or meat sacrificed to idols. But blood is in that. So it says, that is its blood. Five, surely I will require your life blood from every beast, I will require it. And from every man, from every man's brother, I will require the life of man. Six, whoever sheds man's blood by man his blood shall be shed for in the image of god he made man
0: pause that for a minute do you see what he just did there it wasn't just there's a life for life here because man is made in the image of god and now he just put the stamp on what life means how how much he valued how important life is and if you remove that that's why we can get rid of penalties we can get rid of things because you know it's just when you know that you're created in the image of god My life has value. That's why when you hear depressed kids, like, what am I worth anyway? Dude, if you understood.
1: If you understood. If you understood that that you're created in
0: the image of God, dude, and that he created you for a reason. Oh, my gosh. So look what he says. He's not just saying pronounce judgment. He's saying because I created them and my life is in them. Yeah, Go ahead. Yeah, no, that's absolutely like there's a sacredness to life sacredness to the
1: image of God. And notice God said, look, you can kill f- flesh, right? You can kill animals. But then he draws that hard line and says, man is still off limits. Man is still sacred. Why? Because man has my image upon him. And he even says, if a man sheds man's blood, that man shall have his blood shed, right? This this is the, the judgment or totally. consequence. Now, there's going to be people who say, Look, it's just talking about logical progression, right? The, those who live by the sword will die by it. That type of logical progression of look: if you shed blood, then your blood will end up getting shed. That's not what he's saying. That's not here. what he's saying at all. He's saying, look, no, there has to be a consequence for this, and we're going to we're going to show this further. Um, oops, I just pressed the wrong button on my computer. Here we go. So, moving further, uh, where is it? The the mosaic law. So we move from Genesis 9-6. This is before the Mosaic Law. Okay, so you can't... So, and Le-
0: the Levitical Law. Exactly. This is before all of this stuff. So right away, he determines where the only time life should be taken for life is for life. Mm-hmm. Forget the other stuff yet, because Levitical Law, pre- all that stuff isn't done yet. It hasn't been brought to them. Go ahead.
1: Exactly. It's, so then we get into the Levitical Law, the Mosaic Law. Guess what? It doesn't do away with capital punishment. In fact, it just enhances it. <laughs> Yeah, he goes, there's, he's like, hey, <laughs> I'm being real now. God, I'm going to lay it out. Yeah, God goes, okay, there's a couple more things that capital punishment can be used for. Just a couple. Um, and it remember, for the wages of sin is death. Now, we understand that in a spiritual context, of course. But if you look at the Levitical law, the wages of sin is also a physical death. If you worship idols and, and you bring other gods into the, the nation, physical death, right. sexual immorality, the abomination of it, physical death, right? There are th- plenty of things that call for a physical death because this is what happens. What? <laughs> <Let's keep going. laughs> um, this is what happens. Sin gets moved forward. Sin compounds. Sin happens from generation to generation, right? Sin gets passed down. If you look at the areas that the Israelites did not clear out when they first moved into Israel, those are the same areas of contention truth, today. Truth. Sin doesn't just pollute one person. It pollutes an entire people
0: and a land. Bro, but then they're generations.
1: Exactly.
0: That's how much he—like, again, if, if you don't obey your parents— that iniquity visits the third and fourth generations committing adultery all those things those visit the third and fourth that's how much sin is detestable in God. like it carries because it's a spiritual what you were talking about i think you're going to go into that in a minute yeah. i don't want to try no, to stamp on no, your toes but this is good stuff dude this is good stuff keep going
1: so some of the infractions punishable by death adultery sex with an animal rampant fornication a rebellious son there there was a call for punishment of death if a son continues why? to be rebellious why why does a rebellious son need to get stoned you know to i've death?
0: never figured that out that's another thing we got to do on, a, on the podcast i've never really understood that one you know because i'm always thinking the prodigal i'm always thinking those yeah. things you're right so i've never really thought about that before I'm not contradicting god and his word No, no, no. but no. I, uh, I, I i wonder if it has something to do with the aiken you know what i mean like who carried idols that. so when he carries idols uh you know in, into the into the camp and they're getting destroyed and, and, you know, all these other things. And then Achan and his family end up getting destroyed because yeah. of the idols that he carried in. And it's like, if you don't stop that, if you don't nip it, you know what I mean? I, I, I yeah. don't know if that's probably the, the case. And maybe we can get you guys to comment on why you think that is. Um, and, and so Paul's got a couple of things. Uh, he said the, the principle of God, th- this is a principle of God, talking talking human life, uh, but he also destroyed human life. We're going to get into that in a minute, yeah. like how he did destroy nations. But why? It was because of their sin and what they did to his children. So he came back and revenged them. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that he went to just attack nations. It was typically like the Canaanites. He went back. He said, "I will revisit this." And he came back, and he and he went to there because they touched his kids. So he's very, very, very uh, protective of his own. And
1: and the people of Canaan, if I remember correctly, he even says their their sin has has. I don't remember the term God uses, but it's basically like their sins have piled up so much that it has reached me in heaven, this idea. And so God understands the compounding problem of sin and so he wants to wipe it out he wants to get rid of it Mm -hmm. he wants to completely do away with sin and i think and this is just me going off a little bit on rebellious son go ahead ahead. Uh, talk about the idea of a rebellious son is the idea of somebody who starts creating disobedience what was the original original sin disobedience what was the original sin in heaven pride and disobedience right they're, they're, this pride created a a rebellious nature within satan and in man the disobedience created Gosh. a rebellious nature Ooh. against
0: god dude and you saw what happened in rebelliousness they'd have good kings they'd be great for 40 years they'd have bad kings just rebel and they'd cry yeah. to god and be like man why do they keep doing this to the point where God's saying in the book of Isaiah, typically in other prophets, he'd say, I've beaten you bloody with sores. Like, I've literally, <laughs> I've disciplined you and chastised you, and I've done this, and you're not listening. Yeah, Don't you understand? I love you. That's all I require of you is to love, to, to obey me, because I love you. That's it. That's all I want from you. In the Old Testament, he's saying that. Same thing in the New, right? Yeah. Um, Gloria Tucker just asked, What about Cain? How come he wasn't taking out life for life? I, I was wondering that too. Moses, David. David And I I really think
1: that's the nature of mercy. Mm. So, mercy is not. Good call. Mercy is not giving unmerited favor. What mercy is, is withholding judgment that should be carried out. And I think there was an aspect wow. of mercy over Cain, especially over Moses, David, right? God is allowed to give mercy. He's allowed to withhold That's good. Judgment. He said he, he
0: has mercy in whom he has mercy and judgment in whom he has judgment. Precisely. And it, it, great, great. I, I think great there, there was something with Cain, and,
1: and we would have to go back and really follow Cain's But that sin process. never left him, but
0: dude. No. David, the sin never left him. No. I mean, he was judged for it on this earth. Yeah, you know what I mean? Well, and let's go with that. The for reaping a and sowing aspect of it. Go yes, for it. Yes, let's go with that for a second because if you look at Cain, look at what
1: happened. God God basically said you're going to wander for the rest of your days. You're you're not going to settle down. Mm-hmm. And for David, look what his sin ended up causing in his own house. It Ooh, ended up causing brutal. trouble where he ended up raising a son who ends up what was it? His son raped his daughter and then comes against his own house and tries to take over. Tries to overthrow him, a rebellious son. So your sin, once again, can cause consequence. Totally. So judgment is in order to be able to stop that. And punish sin, and try to cut
0: off that string of, of consequences that follow sin yep, yep. through the generation. Totally, totally, that's good stuff, dude. Now let's keep going because yep. we're gonna get off on rabbit trails. <laughs> I, I, as soon as you're talking, I'm like we're on a rabbit trail. Yes, probably, we are. I, listen, this is coming from the guy who loves rabbit trails. I'm sorry, I'm trying to follow the script. Let so, me let me just say, when Massey says, "Okay, we're on a yeah. rabbit trail," <laughs> yeah, we got to. I'm get just back. trying to do this right, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm do Jeez, it right. I just want to stay on topic, man. Don't judge me. Jeez. Um, Go ahead.
1: So New Testament. New Testament. So Old Testament, everybody goes, well, God was a vengeful judging God. He he was smiting people left and right. Jesus comes on the scene, does away with all that. That's one of the arguments used. Yep. And we're going to do away with that whole argument. We're going to do away with the doing away argument. Hmm. Sorry, I thought that was funny. Nobody else did. I did. I thought it was hilarious. (laughs) So... So people say, turn the other cheek. And uh, is this slide five? Yes, slide five. So I'm sorry, I'm going to jump a couple. Slide five, if you can find it, Kristen. So eye for an eye. This starts with eye for an eye. And I'm going to read this out to you. You You've heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist an evil person. But whoever slaps you on your right cheek turn the other to him also. If anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, let him have your coat also. Whoever forces you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to him who asks of you, and do not turn away from him who wants to borrow from you. Now, people will take this and say, see, turn the other cheek. Therefore, there cannot be capital punishment, but you must forgive we're looking at two different structures here. Thank Christ you. is talking to the Christian in this. And let me move this one step further. He's not saying that there shouldn't be punishment for evil. What he's saying is somebody insults you, right? The slap on the cheek wasn't even considered physical fighting. It was considered an insult. Just like look at the rest of his examples. It's not if, if somebody robs you, they shouldn't be punished. He's saying, look, if they want to sue you and take your shirt, give them your coat also. And as far as carrying the pack, it was by law that a Roman soldier could require a conquered people to carry their pack one mile. So if, if a Roman soldier is walking past a couple of the Jews, he can pull one out and say, you're going to carry my pack for a mile. And the Jew had to do it. Well, Christ is saying, look, you get selected for one, go two miles. Go above and beyond. That's right. He says, if anybody... Do more than you, the law tells you, which was his whole message entirely. Precisely. But that is for the Christian to what did follow he say?
0: in his heart. Unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you can't inherit the kingdom of God. He, he said that for a reason, because the law was just the measuring stick. Let's go above that. When he says, love your neighbor, he means love your neighbor.
1: Yeah, exactly. hospitable.
0: All these things that he mentions in the Word. So when you're looking at this uh, uh, scripture in general... This is not talking about earthly judgment. This is talking about how I should treat the criminal, how I should treat the person, right? doesn't mean the justice system is obrogated. Why? Because Romans 13 is very clear. You want me to go on this for a minute? Can yeah. I go on this for um, a minute?
1: Kristen, can you find slide number seven?
0: Oh, we're already going to hit that. I'm sorry, no, bro. No, no, go, go for um, Romans 13. because, uh, And then we can circle back. We, yeah. we can go back to it. I'm going to read this to you again, and let's listen to what this is saying. Because my hand is not to require evil at the hands of someone else we institute governments to carry out justice and judgment against those who do evil and punish evil. Right? So people will say, well, wait a minute, death is death. No, 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 no. You didn't get uh, uh, your life taken away if, in cases of manslaughter. If someone died at your hands, but you didn't have malicious intent, you weren't killed in the old Testament. For no, it. you were taken no. to another city. If your ax fell off, you know, and it yeah. hits the guy, you, you weren't killed for accidental death. If it was in cold blood, that's why your life was taken that's not murder at that point that is called justice here's why he says this let every person verse one every person is to be in subjection to governing authorities if you listen to pastor todd's message a few weeks ago on government he'll he'll break this down for you very well again i've done this a million, million times but the way he did it was killer oh, it was a beautiful. beautiful dude He's and because the authority again we're talking about the authorities not the person in the authority but the authority itself we have judges we have uh, juries we have you know different stages of judgment yep. okay for there is no authority except from god and those which exist are established by god the structures of government are established by god therefore whoever resists the authority has opposed the ordinance of god and they who have opposed will receive condemnation not conviction condemnation to what they do wrong. Ooh, ooh, you hear me? So there's something that comes, there's a retribution from the justice system against someone who does evil. Now they have the choice to do mercy or to carry out the punishment. Yep. That's on them, that's the, that's the duty of the judge. My duty is to say, okay, look, he, we have an evildoer before the land, what should we do judge, what should we do jury, right? Watch this, upon themselves, verse three. For rulers are not a cause of fear for good behavior, but for evil, look at that line. Rulers are not a cause of fear. Good people don't fear government. Bad people fear yep. the judgment. You hear me? When you're good and you're just and you're upright before God, you don't fear uh, God's judgment. You know what you're looking at? I'm a son of God. I'm a child of the Lord. Take that to the natural. I don't care when I'm driving the speed limit. I ain't looking to see if there's cops around ready to bust me, <laughs> right? I'm, good point. It's when I'm speeding yeah, that I'm like, you're going oh shoot, over. man, what's going on? You know why? Because I will receive the just. Uh, judgment of what I do wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to get a ticket, right? Or if you go way too fast, they can cite you for something worse. Let's continue. Verse four. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Verse three, continue. Do, do, uh, do you want to have the uh, no fear of authority? Do what is good. And you will have praise of the same. That's what I just said. Verse four for it is a minister of God to you for good. He's calling governments and those who do justice ministers of God. Listen to me, judges and you who do jury. Do you understand the importance of why you're supposed to be godly when you go into those positions? Because if you pronounce a judgment against someone wrongfully, it's on you. Have you ever heard of the Nuremberg trials? When those people, the the Germans killed Jews and they said, well, we were just following orders. They were still hung publicly because of what they did. The heinous crimes, 11 million Jews, 11 million people, I should say 6 million Jews, right? Gypsies and all these other people, gay people, right? When you do something wrong, it's on you. You judge, you know what? You should be sweating bullets every time you see a case. Because if you judge wrong, that's before the Lord. Yep. You see how severe it is to be a judge? This is why in Exodus 18, I got to go there, dude. Yeah. This is why in Exodus 18, um, <clears throat> when um, uh, Jethro was telling Moses how to, how to elect good men, right? He was being serious. He said, um, uh, Jethro was delighted. Next day, Moses... Uh, let's see uh, 23 uh, here it is i'm sorry guys i had to i had to go there real quick select capable men from all the people men who fear god trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain and appoint them as officials over hundreds thousands fifties and tens have them serve as judges for the people at all times but have them bring the difficult cases to you look what he said look at the requirements he had to be godly hating covetousness they had to be so in tune with the lord Right. Because you had to discern. Now, there's something more to this that we'll get into in a minute. I'll get back to the the, the Romans 13 because we're going to talk about why you can't. uh, You have to have two or three witnesses for this. We'll get into that in a minute. Right. Let's continue. Uh, Let's see. But if you do evil, be afraid in verse four, for it does not bear the sword for nothing. What's the sword? What does that mean? Judgment force force against someone who does evil. Look, I'm not wanting the force. That is government's job now. I bring them to the justice system, let the justice system take care of it, because that's how God established the justice system. When it was a king, that's what the king yeah. decreed. Here in a republic, we have judges, we have jurors, we have right state judges, and, county judges, all these things. Go ahead.
1: And somebody might say, see, you're supposed to uh, submit under the authority and support it when they're— they're martyring you for being a Christian. Mm-hmm. Now, in our republic, the beautiful thing is we can hold the standard to our own government. That's And right. guess what? If our government is not holding the standard of Christianity, the standard of God, we have a right to petition them, which is in our constitution. Mm-hmm. We have a, a right to petition and redress in order to try and rectify that so that our government reflects a godly authority. That's exactly right, right? dude, good and, point. And we're not those good that call. are calling for rebellion, right? We talk a lot about what the government is doing wrong. Why? Because we want to hold them to a standard that we believe is a godly standard of how a government should act and respond.
0: If you notice, our government seems to be doing away with consequence for evil doing. 100%, look what's happening. Ecclesiastes says that because uh, the punishment against an evil works not executed speedily, Evil is set in the hearts of men to do it. The more we get rid of co- consequences to the puni- to the to the crime, people will continue to do more. Like imagine if someone committed murder and they just wrote them a ticket. I mean, imagine that. Yeah. What's worse? My buddy Jared just texted me this. What's worse? Capital punishing for someone for murder or taxing someone to death to make sure that that person lives right in a jail cell? You're forcing me to pay taxes to let that guy live. Mm-hmm. What's worse? You're forcing me to let that guy live. Right. In a jail cell, three hots in a cot. go to get a college yeah. education, all these things. Right. So you won't do capital punishment. Right. But you'll force me force me to pay taxes to make sure he's OK. Yeah. And, and my question has been on that. That
1: idea is if this person has heinously taken the life of another individual Dude. why, are, why do they still get the right to life? yet the person they took the life of yeah. does not get that right to life.
0: Now, think about this. Back in the day, they used to be called outlaws, not criminals, outlaw. What that means is they're outside of the law. Mm-hmm. Why is it that when you get arrested, you get Red Miranda rights? Because you forfeited your rights at that point. When, you, when you've committed a crime, such a heinous murder or something like that, you forfeited now your rights. You're at the mercy of the justice system now. That's how our our government's yeah. established. If we're going to read it correctly, go ahead. Yeah, um, Let's... No, I'll I continue. I'll okay. continue because I'm not done yet. But it says this. Do what is good, you'll have praise of the same. Uh, let's see here. But if you do what is evil, this is verse 4, be afraid. Listen to this. If you do evil, be afraid. Why is he saying be afraid? Because judgment's coming. Judgment will come. S- judgment will come against you from our justice system. Right? It says this. For it does not bear the sword for nothing. It's a minister of God, an avenger who brings... Wrath on the one who practices evil. Which I want to I tease it. that
1: out a little bit. So the, the word wrath, when do we see the word wrath? It happens in God's judgment, right? It's, it's a judgment acted upon a guilty individual. It's, it's wrath. It's, it's consequence for their action, right? Meeting out the judgment. But notice the other word, an avenger. So the idea of the avenger in, in the Avengers... Captain America, (laughs) here we go. Um, The idea of the Avenger in the Old Testament was somebody who was a relative of the family of a murder victim who could actually avenge the murder on the murderer. Now, the murderer had an opportunity to go to a safe city, but if the Avenger caught the murderer before making it to the safe city, that was legal. That was a legal avenging. Now that role gets handed to God. That's right. It's It's, not on us anymore. It's not on us. There's a
0: massive difference between government doing what it does and I'm sorry, or or judges doing what they're doing and us having retribution. Yes. There's a difference between judges or justice and retribution. I'm not called to have retribution. I'm not supposed to render evil for evil. That is not my job. Justice, however, has to be done. You want to know how I know that God hated sin so much. He put his son on a cross. And he resurrected. He died for the sins of man. Justice had to be served. Yes. Paul. Uh, uh, Paul died at the hands of, of government. Peter died at the hands of government. You see what I mean? So these things happen. Matter of fact, why did the Pharisees? This is perfect. Why did the Pharisees? Why, why weren't they able to kill Jesus? Because it wasn't in their in their hands to commit justice against Christ. No. He had to take him to the justice the system. Legal authority. Yeah. So they lied about him and all these things. But it was the justice system that crucified Christ. It was the will of the Pharisees. They were bloodthirsty. They shouldn't have done it. And they received their own just reward, right? That's what he said. But notice the Pharisees couldn't kill him. That wasn't within their purview. That wasn't what they were called to. I'm not supposed to have vengeance against my neighbor. I want their forgiveness and retribution and re- I'm sorry, uh, redemption. I mean, not retribution. <laughs> I want their forgiveness and redemption, yep. right? But be- here I I was terrible with money. I gambled a little bit, did my things, right? I had a bunch of debt. I was forgiven by Christ when I became a Christian, but guess what? My debt was still there. I had to take care of that debt.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, my, my money debt, gambling debts, all those things. And it wasn't just gambling, it was a lot of other things. Right? I was stupid. I loved clothes and just got in debt. <laughs> right. But I was forgiven by Christ. He redeemed yeah. me. Had I died, I'd still go to heaven. But I had to pay the penalty of what I'd done wrong. That's just that's called reaping and sowing. Right? If you sow death, the justice system will do what it does. Now, if the justice system decides not to do capital punishment, okay, that's on them. Mm-hmm. But if it decides to do it, it can't be wrong for me to say that's the justice that they want. But again, it's better sure be under two or three witnesses. Let's get into that. Yeah. And
1: and right before we get into the two and three witnesses, I want to I want you to notice the difference between what is required of the authority and what's required of the individual. Oh, dude. So when when Christ tells Peter, don't just forgive seven times, but 7 times 70. What he's actually saying is your heart needs to be forgiving. Mm-hmm. You're not the one to take retribution. You're not the one to make judgment in that sense. You're the one to give forgiveness. But it is the role of the authority to give out justice for evil doing. That's on them. That's, That's on, on the justice
0: system. That's why it's like when people say, I hate jury duty, learn to love it because you're involved in a case that can involve some other person. Mm-hmm. I have the ability to stop an entire court case if it's unconstitutional. That's important, man. That is huge. That is our responsibility. That is, that is a right given to us by God to be on a jury. You know why yep. people hate it? Cause it's inconvenient. But if you realize the importance of the justice system, you'd want to be involved because I have a hand in, Hey, I could stop that person from wrongly being accused of death. I could. Yeah. Because I can discern and say, no, no, no. And you know, what's funny. I won't get in trouble if I say no or yes. That's the beauty part of our justice system. Now, we get corrupt people in there, of course, right? So continue.
1: Now, this is the the biblical sense of evidence. Now, today, we've got a lot of technology to help produce evidence, right? Right. Back then, they didn't have fingerprinting. It's they didn't have DNA. Body, they didn't body have videos. cams, They've right? got street cams. They didn't have any of this we got stuff. Big
0: Brother now. Uh-huh. We've got unconstitutional that's, practices. That's a whole We're not different privacy man. anymore, for crying no. out loud. Yeah. Right? So is it all worth it? Restrict the government. Restrict the government. Yeah, we still how hold come the government in respect. How come they can go out and do what they do, and we can't, right? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> go ahead. So Deuteronomy
1: 17, 2 through 6. If there is found in your midst, in any of your towns, there's no slide for this, so don't worry about it, Kristen. If, if there is found in your midst, in any of your towns, which the Lord your God is giving you, a man or a woman who does what is evil in the sight of the Lord your God by transgressing his covenant, and has gone and served other gods and worshipped them, or the sun, or the moon, or any of the heavenly hosts, which I have not commanded, if is told you and you have heard of it, then you shall inquire thoroughly. Behold, if it is true and the thing certain that this detestable thing has been done in Israel, then you shall bring out that man or that woman who has done this evil deed to your gates, that is, the man or the woman, and you shall stone them to death. Ooh. On the evidence of two witnesses or three witnesses, there you go. he who is to die shall be put to death. He shall not be put to death on the evidence of one witness. Why? 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 Why are we looking at two to three witnesses as opposed to one? Because it's very easy for me to put somebody up in front of the the <laughs> yeah. crowd and say, "This man, I Brian, I heard him. We, him. we were we were sitting and you know he was starting to worship ball." Now, if there's nobody else to corroborate that, but hey, we only need one witness. That's really unfair to that guy. Truth. Now, two, three, four, ten witnesses come forward and say, "Look." We know he was worshiping Baal. We know he was bringing this sin into the camp. We need to get rid of this sin. We need to put this down. I've that was evidence, that right? Bail, bail, ball. Sorry, I've never ball, heard ball, ball, ball before. Ball, ball. The ball, the ball, ball. ball. Um,
0: so no, and so listen to that though. Again, the severity of having two or three witnesses. You had to make sure this dude did it mm-hmm. or she did it in order for the justice system to work. So you weren't wrongfully accused. Go Which ahead. Which I want to add on to that. That allows for mercy. Thank you, because even
1: if there are two to three witnesses and the judges say, no, you guys conspired, this, this is contrived, that allows mercy to take place, which remember mercy is the withholding of judgment. So therefore, it wasn't that the person absolutely had to be stoned just because two or three people came forward, it's two or three people came forward with a very credible evidence this person was doing what was said they were doing yet it was still retained by the judge to be able to have mercy on it now when god says you need to wipe this out you have to listen to that
0: right and it actually applies to listen to how just that was you had to do that under two or three witnesses to even point out sin in another yeah matthew 18. oh good because you couldn't just hear it from one person you had to go out and do your due diligence Mm -hmm. and okay did anybody else see this am i right about this two or three witnesses that scripture is so misquoted. Where two or three are gathered, there I am in the midst. That is not what that means. It's talking about pointing out sin in another brother as a brother in yeah. Christ. Not to do it retributiously or, 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 or maliciously, right? That It's, uh, <laughs> it's funny because like when they use that scripture, where two or three are gathered, there I am in the midst. And I'm like, oh, good, we're safe. You know what I mean? No, he hears you alone too, right? Uh, that's not what it's talking about. It's actually talking about when your brother stumbles, when your brother sins. You're supposed yeah. to go make sure that two or three are there to establish that word? That's what that means, right? right. So let's continue because go ahead. Are you, do, do you want to say something else to that? Yeah, no, I
1: was going to change a little bit. So if go you, ahead. Um, I wanted to bring up Ananias and Sapphira.
0: Ooh. So, ooh. Is, so
1: we see the Old Testament. We see judgment. We see. Yeah. We see, he doesn't Abel. Yeah. David, but Ananias and Sapphira. That dude, crazy, this one, isn't it? This one has always got always me. trump the card. It, oh, it's, it's no it's pun got. intended, mm-hmm. right? It's always gotten me. So I'm going to read this. This is, do I have this slide? Yes, I do. Slide six. I'm going to read this to you because this is New Testament. This is New Acts church type stuff. Now a man named Ananias together with his his wife Sapphira also sold a piece of property. With his wife's full knowledge, he kept back part of the money for himself, but brought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. Then Peter said, Ananias... carried him out and buried him about three hours later notice it's very specific about how much about the time frame trust me if this were not a a true account they they didn't think about putting in specifics like that back then now this was actually what saved c.s lewis i know this is an aside but when you look at literature one of the things that saved c.s lewis was the fact that um fictional stories narratives Mm -hmm. that kind of thing did not have specifics they didn't talk about 170 fish. They didn't talk about three hours later. That just wasn't conceived of as an idea to place into a fictional story. But anyways, I digress. About three <laughs> hours later, his wife came in not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, tell me, is this the price you and Ananias got for the land? He gives her a chance. He says, all right, uh, was this the price you got? She goes, Yes, she said, that is the price. Peter said to her, how could you conspire to test the spirit of the Lord? Listen, the feet of the men who buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out also. At that moment, she fell down at his feet and died. Then the young men came in, and finding her dead, carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Great fear seized the whole church and all who heard about these events. Right there, verse
0: 11. Make that understand, but we'll we'll go back first a little bit. Listen to this. He didn't say, how could you lie? against the Holy Spirit. He said, how could you conspire? You hear that? Conspiracies. What was going on? Why did Ooh. they hold the price back? Right? Because when General Washington had one of his soldiers conspire to kill him, he was put to death with Washington crying about it. yeah, Like, man, may your soul rest with the Lord, but you shall die for the punishment that you did. Listen to what it's saying here. There was a conspiracy. There was a conspiring that happened something had to happen for them to say, no, this is this is worthy of judgment like this. This is worthy of some kind of death. Go ahead. No, you, you just, I think, unlocked this
1: for me and right. unlocked a lot. So the, the difference here is conspiracy. So It was a conspired it, there, thing. There's a conspiracy yep. in there. There's, there's a planning, which when you go back to what Christ talks about in terms of, look, it's not just adultery by committing adultery. It's adultery when you lust after the woman in your heart. Bingo. Conspiracy
0: starts in the heart. Exactly. Now, what was the conspiracy for? What were they doing? Why did they conspire? Why did they hold back that property? What was going on behind the scenes that they didn't yeah. see? Right? There was there's a lot to unpack here, but then all of a sudden it says at that moment she fell down, and died. Young man came in. This is the reason that judgment needs to happen swiftly and strong sometimes. Not cruel and unusual. But judgment, okay? Mm-hmm. Verse 11 the the perfect one. Great fear seized the whole church and all who heard about these events. Shoot, dude, if I'm gonna commit a sin and conspire, shoot, I could I don't, drop I dead. I don't want to die. The, you know what I mean? Like it put fear in. Yeah. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to touch that. Like now in love, what's cool is I don't want to touch sin, right? But dude. Bet your bottom dollar if I'm going to go out and willfully do something. I'm out of the grace of God at that point. I'm I'm not under that covering, man. Was I ever under the covering in the first place is my my, my question all the time. But I'm now removing myself from this. Like Adam and Eve, they remove themselves from the yeah. protection of the Lord when they sin. That's what it's saying. And, and let's move that to the fleshly realm. What is it,
1: Ecuador, if you get caught drunk driving for the first time, execution. Bullet to the head. What do they not have a problem with?
0: Drunk driving, bro. Drunk driving.
1: In the Middle East. It, what is it? Turkey. If you get caught stealing, you lose your hand. What do they not have a problem with right. in their airports?
0: Not that we're Staff. for or against it. I'm not no. That's not the issue. No. But look at the, the the severity of the penalties. The the quick, swift, severe penalty
1: is an yeah. example to help keep people from making that choice and conspiring. Now, look, we'll go back to your example. If you only got a ticket for murder, well, I'll pay the couple hundred bucks to get rid of you know Joe over there who's Stinking been looking right, at me wrong.
0: Second right. Unless God changes their heart, they're not gonna change. No. They're gonna continue those practices. It's already been done. Think about this. A guy from Australia, this was probably 10-12 years ago. Guy from Australia was talking to me about the court system, his mom uh had to go through the court systems. People sued her wrongfully. They had to pay for the fees. He goes, guess what? We don't have a problem with people don't sue uh, 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 at at Hominis the way they do here. That yeah. at whim. Here he goes. People sue for anything down there. He goes, you have to pay if you lose. It's you. So if you lose, you have to pay for theirs too. Yeah. Because you came against them. Yeah. I was like, dang. You, you weigh know? it out a lot more. <laughs> sure do. Sure do. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's just those
1: those those punishments. Go ahead. And the reason that we we brought up Ananias and Sapphira is to show, look, even God meted out the death penalty for sin in the New Testament. Notice Peter didn't say anything about your die now. Peter didn't make the condemnation. It was God who made the condemnation. Peter just said, This is going to happen to you because of the sin that you committed and the conspiracy that you made. I think that's, and that's huge.
0: It is. It is. Um, it was conspiracy, but it was also the Holy spirit that did it. Yes. Holy spirit have kept it for yourself. Didn't belong to you. was sold. After it was sold, the money was at your disposal, right? You, you have not just lied to human beings, but to God. When Ananias heard this, he fell down and died. It wasn't at the hands of Peter. Yeah. He didn't, Peter didn't say you're going to die. No, that was the Lord's doing. That's yep. uh, he has mercy on him. Now to you who are not Christian or who claim to be Christian and are not hearing this, the spiritual things aren't understood by man in the flesh. They just can't.
1: Because uh, somebody might say, death penalty just for lying. It wasn't the lie to Peter. It wasn't the lie to the other members of the church. It was the conspiracy against Truth. the Holy Spirit. And there's yep. there's more that's not being said in this. There was something, and I, I don't want to create vagueness around this, but this this wasn't just, oh, they didn't. Give what they said they were going to give. There was a conspiracy in the heart against the Holy Spirit, and the Lord knew this was going to create real issue in terms of sin if this was allowed to continue. I, actually, I, let me bring up an example of that um, in Deuteronomy. No, sorry, Numbers twenty-five one through fifteen. I don't have the slides, so don't worry about it. Um, so I'm just going to preface or preface. I'm just going to kind of summarize this. So Israel, they were in in Shittim. I don't know how to say that. I'm I'm afraid I'm going to botch it and really sound bad the way I say it. So, uh, the men began to indulge in sexual immorality with Moabite women. The Lord says to Moses, take all the leaders of these people, kill them and expose them in broad daylight before the Lord so that the Lord's fierce anger may turn away from Israel. So, Moses said to Israel's judges... Each of you must put to death those of your people who have yoked themselves to the ball of pure, right? A, a foreign God, the Midianite women were were bringing these men in with sexual immorality and, and getting them to worship God of pure. Then an Israelite man, notice notice the, the arrogance and pride and rebelliousness in this action. Israelite man brought into the camp a Midianite woman, Right before the eyes of Moses and the whole assembly of Israel while they were weeping at the entrance to the tent of meeting. Mm. I want you to think about this, what this guy just did. They're having to to execute people for this big sin of bringing in Midianite women or, or Moabite women. And this guy brings in a Midianite. Right in front of Moses, right in front of everybody. Now, if Moses just lets it go, Moses doesn't say anything. What has this just told the whole assembly? God doesn't mean business about what we're doing. But notice what happens. Phineas, son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the priest, saw this. He left the assembly, took a spear in his hand, and followed the Israelite into the tent. He drove the spear into both of them right through the Israelite man and into the woman's stomach. Then the plague against the Israelites was stopped. But those who died in the plague, number 24,000. The Lord says to Moses, Phineas, son of Eleazar, son of Aaron, the priest, has turned my anger away from the Israelites. Since he was as zealous for my honor among them as I am, I did not put an end to them in my Mm. zeal. Therefore, tell him I am making my covenant of peace with him. He and his descendants will have a covenant of a lasting priesthood because he was zealous for the honor of his God and made atonement for the Israelites.
0: Right. I mean, it's, it's right there. So I, I kind of want to go back to this. Is it, a, can a Christian be for capital punishment? Yes. Because if that's what the justice system permits... Now, what our Constitution says, not anything cruel and unusual. Yes. Right? But if you look at why they wrote that, go back to English common law and other laws that they were really cruel and unusual. When they say death penalty, it's supposed to be swift. Now, hear me out on this. Hear me out on this. On the proportionality of it. Exodus 21 says, it establishes the punishment that must be proportional to the offense. So, in other words, like, sexual sin wasn't, in the New Testament, punishable by death. It was before Christ died. But you don't see it, you know what I mean, uh, performed any other way. Because... I think that's something that's redeemable. You can cur- yeah. break those curses and generational curses. Yes, yes, right? yes. You can, c- because sexual sin creates a generational spiritual thing, and that's the difference. You know, murder, you're taking a life. Big difference. Sexual sin, you can break curses. I mean, that's my reasoning. That's I'm good. not saying that's no, scriptural, no, no, no. I like that. but I'm saying my reasoning is uh, b- because, you know, in the Old Testament, sexual sin was frowned upon. Obviously, look at uh, the, the Christ, John 8, you know, uh, the, the prostitute. You know what I mean? She should be stoned to death. Dude, that story flipped me today when I thought about it that way. Yeah. Like, was it really that they accused her or was she actually found guilty? Because if she was found guilty, why wasn't the man there? So that proves either two things. One, she wasn't guilty and they set her up. Or B, it was just a accusatory. So they tried to catch Christ in his words. They weren't looking to Christ to be the justice maker. They were trying to catch him in the, the judgment of the law. You know, what would you say to this? Right. So you're trying to catch him and Christ wouldn't fall into the trap. So once I read that story again, I'm like, this makes so much sense. Right. So uh, here's another one. Intent. Numbers 35 lays this out. I just talked about it before. You can't go to death if you're like I said, if your axe struck someone accidentally because it flew off the handle. That was one example they use in Numbers 35. Right. If uh, if if uh, your goat kills a man, like were you responsible or your donkey kicked somebody? I didn't know my donkey was going to kick the dude. Why am I, you know what I mean? So like (laughs) there was no death penalty for that because it was, it was manslaughter. You didn't do it intentionally, right? It wasn't something that was punished. Now here's something we didn't talk about due process. Your life can't be taken without due process. This is why the two or three witnesses, all these things, this is all talking about the justice system. We're not talking about the Christian and his response. We're talking about what the justice system is permitted to do under its own rightful law. What, what God, God establishes the just, yes. justice system, not me. My duty is to be a good person, to be good before the eyes of God and man, to, to, to be morally upright by the Spirit of God, because then I won't fear the judgment. In our country, you can't be prosecuted for being a Christian. It's our First Amendment. You can't do that. You can't pro- prohibit my free exercise thereof. They can try, but you can't do it, right, because of our justice system. So due process. In Deuteronomy 17— you see the processes in like, if they did this, do this. But if they didn't do this and if they said this, yes. this is why you can't do that. It was very, very due process. So that's why death penalty isn't just something handed out willy-nilly. It's process after process and making sure the evidence is right and however the witnesses and all these other things. Now, the reluctance to execute. I've, I found this on a site and I was just going to read it Go out it. loud. Although the law may sound bloodthirsty, he's talking to the the, the person who isn't thinking spiritually. It was applied with great restraint. In Ezekiel 33, God laments, as sure as I live, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked. Which a lot of people will use that against the death penalty. They'll say, see,
1: God doesn't want, no, what God is saying is he laments the fact that
0: punishment has to be meted out on the wicked. Right. And so he says right after that, but rather that they turn from their ways and live. Notice what he said. I want to show them, I want to do yeah. that. I want them to turn their ways, not just show them mercy. I want them to turn their ways and live, right? But the lawgiver himself was reluctant to impose a death penalty, preferring that wrongdoers repent. Reluctance is not refusal. The justice system still carried out death against those, Yeah. but he was so willing to forgive them. He's not willing that any should perish, the Bible says in like, Peter. Uh, he's not willing that any should perish, but that all come to repentance. And, and one of the arguments that
1: people will make, this is a good segue, is that shouldn't we give them time to repent? Shouldn't we give them time in order to be able to have a change of heart and be saved? Isn't that what we're going for? Now, you as a Christian and you as an individual, absolutely, you want salvation for them. And you as a Christian, you in your heart, you need to forgive them. You need to give forgiveness if, if a sin has been committed against you. Now, justice can still be carried out. The problem comes when you start wanting revenge, right? God tells us, if you start wanting revenge, I'm turning my face from the whole thing. You don't want revenge. You want forgiveness. But that doesn't mean that consequences can't still be carried out by the
0: justice system. I want people to repent. That's the idea. Even if they get busted. That's why you see those beautiful stories of, man, I forgive you for killing my mom. Or I forgive you for this. That's great. But notice justice was still carried out to those people. Exactly. and That's the proper authority. And life
1: is not guaranteed to you. So Christ tells a story about a tower that fell in Siloam. And he said 14 people died. He said, were they more wicked than anybody else? No. What he's saying is life is not guaranteed to you. You're not guaranteed 80 years. So if somebody takes the life of another, Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean they're then guaranteed extra life. And I'll, I'll... ask you this do you think somebody probably has a lot more um reverence for their perspective of their past they 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 really start looking at their past if they're sitting on death row if you made a decision and you're sitting on death row and you're facing execution do you not start weighing out your spiritual position so like i said before I would rather a person only live one day more yet be saved than live 80 years and not be saved. That's right. We're not guaranteed a long life, and we should want salvation for everybody. But just because they're sitting on death row doesn't mean that they don't have the opportunity for salvation.
0: That's exactly it. That their that, that soul will still be received by the Father right but they they they're they're reaping what they've sown precisely in the physical in the physical realm realm. and so like you as a christian should never want to be bloodthirsty i want that person to die for such and such be careful what you pronounce on others man i noticed that when i used to do that as a christian it would happen to me lord expose them and he would expose me publicly for things i'm like dang you know because i'm requiring I'm asking the Lord for a standard on them that I wasn't walking in. Yeah. Be careful. You know, like Which and is I, totally biblical. No. It's totally scriptural. I, I understand judgment against sin, though. Yes. You should want the justice system to do what it does. That's a healthy relationship. But make sure that those in justice authority are godly before are godly. Yeah. Make sure that they understand the severity of what they're doing. That's why with Justice Ginsburg and all these other people, it's like, do you realize? that you're going to stand before your maker one day. Listen to me. If you're not saved, you're going to stand before God one day for all that you've done and all those sins you committed. The Bible says that the law was a schoolmaster to bring me to Christ. In first in, in John three, it talks about that. The law exposed my sin. It, it was, it was what makes sin uh, relevant. Hmm. The 10 commandments, right? Like don't lie, don't kill, don't steal all these things. You're sinning before the Lord. God's going to require that at you one day because you don't have a sacrifice for your sin. That's what Hebrews 10 talking about. Absolutely. There remains no more sacrifice. There's no sacrifice for your sin. You keep willfully doing it. There's no sacrifice at that point. But when you receive Christ, you're now walking in a new, a new nature, a, a new purpose. Right? You're not willfully wanting to go out and break the law. You're not willfully wanting to murder somebody or commit a sexual sin against somebody. You're not willfully doing those things. You may have some desires that you're working out with sanctification and all that stuff, but this is the importance of salvation and making sure that people that are in these positions are godly. Man, John Adams used to say, man, I fear the impending judgment when he was president. He even said he prayed over the White House before he left. He said, may good and honest men reside under this place. Because, dude, they're gonna stand before God. Yeah. Washington knew that. Adams knew that. This was real stuff. So that's why when I'm when we're saying when when the elections come up and you got to vote, you better vote for the person that is aligned with the Word of God, the closest that you can get because we're not perfect, but the closest that you can get is it aligned with Scripture because that matters before mm-hmm. the Lord. Who I allow in office, man. So we can't complain about the judges that are in the land if we allow them to be elected. Yeah or allowed to to, to be put Selected in. Can't enough. complain about a city council or a county council if we allowed it to happen. Either remove them or suffer it. But I'm not suffering it anymore. We're going to remove them in Jesus name. Amen.
1: Because we live in a exactly. republic. Exactly. That's we, not,
0: that is our system. I'm not wishing their death. No. I just don't want their 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 their, their, their ruler. Yeah. I don't want them yeah. to rule over me. <laughs> I don't want them to have law over me. Because they're not they're not ethical. They're not moral. They're not before just, the Lord. And and if that's good
1: enough for the church Right? It's explicitly stated for the church of the standards of who should be in leadership over the church men who have their own house in order. Being good men. Right? So we can have good men in positions of authority in the church, but then we're not worried about in positions ooh, 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 that can take ooh, ooh, ooh. physical
0: life. But you see the evidence of churches that don't have good men who yeah. keep their house well and all these things. You see the implosion of some places that are churches, exposure of these ministries publicly, dude, yeah. God exposing them publicly. How much it tears a community apart. Oh my gosh, because they depended on that church or that ministry. You know, we've saw, we've seen some recent people that are getting expo- I mean just uh, uh, eviscerated publicly cuz dude, that's God's name. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's that's what happens. So, you know, again, we're not wishing the death penalty on people. But if that's what the justice system requires, that's biblical. That is found in Scripture. And we, th- we threw every Scripture we could. I wrestled with this for a long time. But the more I did my homework, it's like, no, it's scripturally just. Because I'm not looking to take a life. Government is not looking to take a life. They're only avenging those who've done evil. Mm-hmm. That is scriptural. That's different than cold-blooded murder. Now you forfeited your rights before the Lord, before yeah. before man. And, because you've gone outside the law and
1: and just because your physical life has been taken because you have made this decision does not mean that you can't retain spiritual everlasting life right totally. that gets back to salvation you are still able. able you are actually in a better position sitting on death row to find salvation
0: <laughs> than living comfortably and wealthy and in power that's exactly right so i mean to, to 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 go along guys again like this video share the video get it out to your friends we want information what say you What do you feel about this death penalty? Uh, Because we'll comment, we'll get the comments, and we'll we'll address some of that stuff on the next podcast because we want to interact with you. Guys, continue to tune in because we're coming up with some really good content. I really feel, uh, I was telling Carrie today that we might do two podcasts fully a week, where it's Thursday nights and Saturday nights because there's so many issues we gotta cover, and this may continue to grow, we may have to do it more. Uh, but there's so many issues scripturally that we're not addressing anymore, and we need to address them scripturally with truth. And it's not wrong to stand on what God's word says, right? So again, comment below what you think. Let us know so we can answer you. Uh, but again, tune into uh, or go to truth.com if you guys want more information uh, on that stuff, guys. If you like our merch, we got a ton of cool merch. As a matter of fact, Kristen's sitting right there with one of our shirts. I have a pre-existing <laughs> condition. It's called Liberty. We love Liberty, right? And so we got our shirts available on 1776 Truth. Uh, dot store and we want you to get on there and support us because that's what keeps this podcast going. Mm-hmm. Guys, we've got some big things coming for our podcast. We're actually redoing the whole thing, getting some better cameras, all that stuff. So if you want to support us by donations, please go on to The Self-Evident Truth and do so because it costs a lot of money. So we're depending on your generosity and your support for us to continue to get this message out there of the gospel and the truth. So please become a supporter, a sponsor, a monthly sponsor, anything like that to help us get going because that's what we do. Guys, again, thank you for tuning in tonight. God bless you. We'll see you next week. All right. Love you guys. All right.